welcome to Fashion Hub Singapore, a podcast by me, Anissa Johnny. I'm a senior lecturer in fashion marketing and management at Raffles College of Higher Education here in Singapore. Fashion Hub is a tool for fashion entrepreneurs, and each episode covers a useful topic for new startups or fashionpreneurs looking to grow or improve their brand. Today, I'm really excited to invite Jana, who is a senior lecturer in visual communications in um, somewhere exotic, which she will explain later. And uh, essentially, Jana has done um, just about, I think, every job, right, within uh, visual communication, including creative direction. She's really passionate about design and has an Instagram account called Be Design Educated. Um, there'll be more of that in the notes. So without further ado, welcome, Jana. How are you doing? Hi, Anissa. I'm good. I'm good. Nice to be here. Great. Um, and where are you? I am in um, Arab Emirates, United Arab Emirates. I teach graphic design here. Excellent. So I always start with this question um, because obviously, as you know, I'm a lecturer. What did you study? I studied visual communication and um, that was uh, quite a while ago, which um, I think at that time even was not clear what does it mean. But visual communication included graphic design, um, multimedia. That's why overall it's called visual communication. They communicate with the visuals, but not just the static, but also the moving image. So it, it included animation, web design. And um, later, I have to say that my career went... Uh, into advertising, which is not exactly the visual communication. Um, it is one of the branch of the visual communication is advertising. So and now my, my um, I, I am saying second career, which is teaching is in graphic design. So that's, I'm glad that I have this visual communication uh, education in fine, fine arts. Um, so, which gave me a very, very good career path later. Yeah, and you've been really lucky, actually, that you could also be taught in terms of uh, uh, skills for the internet as well. Uh, many graphic designers who I know, you know, didn't have that kind of uh, background. Uh, well, when, um, I, when, when I started, it was very early stage of internet, and uh, we just... I started to understand what does it mean to be in the internet and how to use the internet. And it's completely different understanding as we have now. Uh, so if, um, I think now when we understand the internet is completely different meaning than we uh, were introduced to internet. It's something novel, novelty as it is. We did not know how to use the tool itself. I see. So so this podcast is for fashion entrepreneurs who may not have that kind of graphics background. So I'm always interested to explain a little bit about the speaker and their expertise. Um, so like for me as an entrepreneur, I want to know, you know, why should I be listening to your advice, accept your advice, etc. So you train within um, visual comms and then you went into advertising. Can you t tell us a little bit about how did you go from advertising to teaching? Um, I was in industry quite a while which uh, more than 12 years and um, it's a very demanding industry it's very very exciting uh, to be there it 
is very fast paced. It is always changing and evolving, but it's also requires a lot of skills and energy from some who is in the industry. Mm -hmm. So I really, I, I definitely enjoy what I was doing. And uh, I was, uh, I started as a junior graphic designer and uh, I grow into my career to creative director, which is completely different role as a graphic designer or junior graphic designer. So I, I, I explore all the varieties of the career and I felt that I reached my limits and uh, I have more, uh, I was more willing to give rather than create. So to giving back to someone that I think was the reason why I started to teach. I see. Yeah, when you, you've gained enough knowledge now, you want to give back. That makes sense. I think that's similar for me. Um, I'm interested in this difference between graphic design and creative director. What's the best thing about both those roles? And what's the worst? Um, the best, I would, I would start with the best. The best would be that as a graphic designer, you are creating visuals more than being creative director because of the the main role of creative director is to lead a team and give it directions to present designs or projects to the clients. Uh, the creative process uh, physically is not involved so much as being graphic designer. So it's more a uh, manager position. Um, so yeah, and I think that sometimes, especially for the young people who is going to industry there is misperception what does it mean to be creative director there is like this all aura around that position but when uh, they uh, face the reality they understand the the creativity is not so much involved because you are creating together with a team you need to uh, lead the team and make a good product uh, leading the team and that is a, the a difference and uh, yeah I think I don't want to say bad or good things about uh, um, both positions uh, I, I just want to say that there's a really big difference one position is more creating physically on a computer sitting hours and doing uh, the creative part and another position is just the leading managing I see. So if you if you really want to be in the design, getting your hands dirty, creative director is probably not for you, is it? But if you're good um, at math, maybe it I would work. I think all, all creative directors grown into the position. No one have born as a creative director. They always there is something before when you learn the studio environment. When you are have been in one of positions like maybe. Uh, copywriter or art director or you have been um, junior designer designer and then you are going into the creative director position I think it's 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 good path career path to grow into the position not just to take position if you don't understand the the studio environment how does it work absolutely I, I have a lot of fashion studios I said what do you want to do I want to be a creative director 
Um, and I say, it takes about 15 to 20 years, am I right? <laughs> it takes time. You, you're right. You can't just go straight into being a creative director. Unless you're an influencer these days, you never know, right? Um, no, you can. You can do. Uh, there is no word no. You cannot do. But I think there can be missing parts, how you understand the team or do you understand the team, what they are uh, telling you. Have you faced those problems and you you know the uh, underwater, you know, stones or what what is happening? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's good to understand how it all works together. Talking of that, um, this podcast is about is really aimed at people who want to start fashion brands or have a fashion brand. And I work a lot with um, entrepreneurs who are starting a fashion brand or are a little bit confused about their brand. And I always tell them, don't start with the logo first. Start with like the meaning, the attributes. But today we're obviously talking to you because you're an expert in this area. What's your advice when they are going to create a logo? What should they do? What's the first thing? Um, of course, it is, I would say, mandatory to have a logo because that is a face of the company uh, through which people will recognize the brand. However, my, my personal point of view is that we need to take a look on the what is logo nowadays a little bit different as traditionally we see. Uh, logo is a sign. It is a sign, symbol, which represents the brand, the company. But uh, my, pro my problem, or what, where I can see the problem, is that those logotypes are so similar that for the user it's very hard to um, differentiate now brands. And for brands it is harder to create unique logotypes. So where is the Maybe the one of the, the issues starts that the logotype can be made easy, fast, easy. It's very affordable now, as it was before, where someone had to hire a professional designer and to pay money to get a, like think about the logotype, uh, not speed it up, but take a long time to understand what what uh, 360 degree value of the log logotype, how it will impact all three, 360 degree marketing strategy. Where now I think I feel that it's urged so fast that the real value of the logo is not there anymore. So they are so similar, uh, alike, that for the user, as I said, it's, it's harder and harder to recognize uniqueness of the brand. But yeah, also I can say that there is involvement of the marketing when the logotype maybe is not the main messenger anymore as it was before. Um, now it's a different uh, perspective on the marketing. I see. So everyone needs a logotype. Create a logotype that's distinctive, otherwise don't bother. Could I say that? I think what I want to say that definitely people don't pay enough attention to cre creating logotype. Intention meaning like, yes, 
is it recognizable and, and how long it will be recognizable? Will it be recognizable in five years, ten years when the trend will be gone? Um, yeah, longevity of the logotype. No one is thinking about that nowadays because everyone wants to follow the trend of this year or like maybe three years. And then uh, when the trend is gone, then the company wants to rebrand it again. And that is not a very healthy strategy. Okay. So your logo should last you, what, three years, five years? What's that longevity you mentioned? I think nowadays you need to uh, take a look on the logo again in five years, but not earlier. We, we have evidence that the big brands have rebranded but with a slight adjustment of the logotype so that it fits to the um, customer thinking i would say not even the taste but thinking or trends not trends but thinking there is like users also we as humans we are evolving in our thinking because of the society what's going on around the society so the big brands also are changing logotypes based on that like for example 10 years ago you would see more three-dimensional logotypes now we can see flat logotypes but even the flat logotypes can be more detailed which like uh, five years ago and now they are very very minimalistic that starbucks for example is cleaning out uh, the logotype and now the brands as well so it's also about the typography when before the typography was very complicated if you remember apple started with a script font on the logotype which was a disaster and then it started simple sim simplified simplified one stage of the apple was just a symbol and um so it's again this is in uh, evolution of the logotype how we can see the logotype changes like once in a five year you need to rethink and see what is it relevant to the consumer perception understanding and, and social environment okay great thanks for that um so continue with the logo i know that sometimes you get your your designer will give you two or three options and then you're stuck because you like them all is there some key criteria you need to use to assess a good logo yeah, there are like five uh, attributes which you need to definitely check. Is it easy to remember? Is it um, yeah timeless, which means like can it survive the time and trends? Uh, is it memorable? Is it readable in different medias? So these are like simple steps which you can start to check. And if you can involve also like user research, like you can question, make a questionnaire based on the logotype design and then you can dig deeper to understand, to test the logotype on, on different environments, different situations. It's another thing how you can try to understand what is happening with a logotype, what will happen. Will it uh, face some technical issues? Can I... Uh, embroider it in a small scale can i uh, maybe draw with a pen uh, can the user remember the mo most elements in my logo and so on so a lot of tools which can be used yeah i guess that's the secret you have to have a good designer to give give you all those attributes thanks for that um and then i always forget to do this but this is a must to anyone listening is the creative brief you should write a creative brief for your designer 
right? So you just started your business and you're thinking about um, your brand, you know, don't just try and explain to them, but write it down. So from a, a visual communicator's perspective, what is a good creative brief? What would help you? From, to... from, my, from my experience, I would say the brand should show me more mood board and explain the user uh, who is the user, what the user likes to do, not likes to do. And then I, together with client or brand, can create this design brief. Because designer is a thinker or problem solver. And uh, so the first, we, we, we need to see and understand what is a feel of the brand rather then I need to understand what's my task, what I need to do. First, I need to understand uh, what's the brand, how does it feel, what it wants to say, what is the brand message, who is the user, what users are doing, so that then I can start to create and understand in my mind uh, like what is the feeling of the brand and then client come or brand comes to saying, okay, I need a logo and then we are creating design brief together. I don't think that there, it's a one-way, it is a two-way uh, road uh, and the kind of play between the brand and the designer or the client and designer to create a design brief. Okay, so what, what would be the worst kind of client while, whilst you're creating that brief? What should we, what should we avoid as fashion? So if the brief is very specific like for example create a logotype with blue and red color and all all only using a serif font uh, and put a one flower inside that is a disaster for designer because there is no um, space for creativity and designer is a a little bit psychotherapist and understand the psychology of the human being. We are injecting uh, symbols and so-called semiotics in the logotype. So to express message of the brand or message what the client wants to say. So basically, if, if you just uh, approach your logotype from what you like to see on a logotype, that it does not sound successful logotype. I see. Makes sense. I think um, I, my answer would be give freedom to designer because designer is trained into psychology of colors, in the human psychology, into the design principles, and so on. Okay, that's good. Good to remember. Um, so this is a difficult one. I know it's like how long is a piece of thread but what how much money should you set aside for just the visual identity i don't think that i will answer to this question because what is um, what is the identity what is um, requirement what is a component is it digital is it, is it printing uh, so there are so many details details and or a logo a logo the brand you know the brand assets a logo a, a symbol just the basics Maybe I can answer to the question, what do I, what do I think, where to start, rather yeah. than to how much to spend. Uh, again, we need to understand where we are approaching our user, 
where the user is in social media and not in social media. What is the age uh, where they uh, read, where can see, uh, where the users can see your brand? Is it in a shop only or it is online, offline? So then we can start to think, should it be digital? Like for example, one sign in Instagram uh, and start with that media strategy rather than in a shop when you need to go really into the very visual like advertising uh, approach. So you need to understand what is your goal first and then to uh, choose the media and that media will require certain um, certain type of the graphics I would say or visuals. I see. Well, I know it's tough, but okay, so let me put this tough question to you again. I have clients who come to me um, having had issues with their logos, etc. Um, you know, and telling me, asking me, what do I think is it good or bad? Um, and it's hard to say, but often, you know, they ha they've been charged anything up to $5,000, sorry, pounds. Um, so, you know, how do you value design is what I'm saying. If you're a young designer, you know, is it 2% of your marketing budget? Is it $10,000 to get a good logo? Can you help Look, you, if you, if, for example, Apple would come to you and would say, I need a new logo, you would charge 10000 Of course, there's Apple. I'm if, saying small. If, if the small <laughs> company is coming and who is saying, I just started and I need your help, you can exchange it with another good or service. So it's up to designer what is his value or how he's valuing himself or herself in the market. I see. So it's really hard to pinpoint a, a good starting point. Okay. Then my next question for fashion brands, where should they spend the money? Not how much, but where in terms of for the collaterals, you know, the visual. So uh, where, the, where the user is. Uh, wherever the user is. So like packaging. Whenever the, the user is. Okay, so I guess then the website. It depends. It depends if it's like, for example, you are going only, only in stores with your jewelry design and you need to show the product in a shop only. You don't have other channels. Then you are putting money there on a good packaging, maybe the logotype really, which will be in your face, like you remember that. But... If you have only online on online store with uh, um, I don't know gym equipment, let's say, it's completely different. Then you are putting everything on social media. Website comes later. Again, you are making the list of priorities uh, from the one to three, and and start with uh, the most important where the really users are hanging out. Makes sense. But um, I guess those are all touch points that are useful, but you're right. So you prioritize wherever the user is. You only understand what, how big is your budget. But we mm. are talking about the small companies. That's why I'm saying you need to start somewhere. And mm -hmm. most likely, I would not suggest to put money in, in like 10 different uh, channels because you need to test what works, what does not work. Because in the theory, maybe Instagram works, but maybe in re reality, you understand the website works better than Instagram. You need to test and feel the market first. Okay, I see. And there's been this trend towards responsive logos, just fin finishing up on this. Um, do you think small brands need a responsive logo or medium-sized brands? I would say it's not a trend anymore. It's must-have. 
What does oh. it mean? It means that the logotype needs to be adapted to different medias, like printed media, uh, digital media, like Instagram logotype is very, very small. You need to make it to the symbol. Where in uh, printing, you can be more detailed. So it's must have nowadays. It's not like, do you need to have it? But uh, it's, it's organically, you will face big problems if you are not adapting your logotype to different media channels. Okay. Because okay. different technology. The technology comes in and change everything. So a good graphic designer would understand that and suggest that. Correct. That is, a, that, that is the challenge being graphic designer nowadays because you need to understand everything. You need to understand um, a real, like, let's say, classical approach to the graphic design. At the same time, you also need to understand the non-multimedia. You need to be also a videographer and you need to um, now, yeah, moving image and, stat and st uh, static image, everything. I see. So you're interested in human behavior or behave human behavior, behavioral designer, sorry. How should fashion brands think about this and what is it? So behavioral design is a subcategory of design which is uh, concerned uh, with how design can shape or be used to influence human behavior. Uh, so which works on the psychology of user, either responding on a problem which you have already, or you are making service or product so that you lead humans or people to act in certain way. So you're kind of, um, I don't want to say word manipulating, but leading, that would be correct word to say, users uh, to think, to feel in certain way. So it's the influence human behavior. But um, I think all designs already are involved uh, behavioral design. Um, we, we know the design thinking. Design thinking, behavioral design actually is not the same, but the idea is uh, around user and um, yeah, to be in a user's shoes, kind of. Okay, so that's one is solving the problem when behavioral design can lead people to the new behavior, new behavior. I see. And do you get to those conclusions through observation in behavioral design or deeper research? Behavioral design is deeper research because it's mostly based on a research and the testing and trial. Uh, the behavioral design would be mostly on, for example, user experience, app, uh, apps, um, how apps work um, on services for sure more because you can design services well and then where the behavioral design works very, very well. I see. Something fashion brands don't think about, but from the technology end. Maybe um, it's really important. All right. And then you have a blog. Behavioral called... design, for example, for fashion, we are talking about sustainability uh, and also in fashion. Then behavioral design is teaching actually uh, users to, to be sustainable. I don't want to 
to mention brands, but like H and M, they they have these containers when you can uh, bring back your clothes and they will uh, recycle them. So that is a one uh, idea which would be under behavioral design because it teaches uh, people or us consumers to behave in different manner, not to directly throw away somewhere, but to come to the shop. And then also the brand is giving good uh, brand awareness. Mm, you're right. And I noticed Uniqlo is doing that recently. I don't know who did it first, but you're right. That's a great, great um, example. And you have a Instagram account called Be Design Educated. What do you aim to do with it, with this account? Okay, yeah, that is my uh, hobby at the moment, Be Design Educated. Um, the name itself explains that I want to a little bit educate about the design, but in a sense that uh, people still argue what is a good design, what is a bad design. Um, and it's very hard to explain if you're not professional. And with my Instagram, I am trying to collect the designer examples or new trends, which are good uh, design examples, and explaining uh, why. That is my purpose of the Instagram. Fantastic. And would you be interested in the basics of just what is design first, <laughs> before we get into what is good design? <laughs> design, the purpose of design is to solve the problem. Mm or to Absolutely. communicate something. I, I, I had one conversation about is design art and uh, now design is not art because art does not solve any problems, art is giving the feelings, but design not necessarily give a feeling, it, but it should solve the problem or give the some function. Yeah. So that would be a very simplified uh, explanation. I see. But isn't the best design one that solves the problem and gives us some sort of emotional Sure, yeah, that's okay. true. But if you're taking your uh, cattle in your kitchen, it does not evolve any emotions in you, but it's still <laughs> good design. Absolutely. Um, okay, talking of good design in quotes, what is your thoughts on Canva? I know we're not probably allowed to talk about a brand, but we will. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Canva, and uh, I will explain why, because I think it's... Mm, it's easy to use it's template based which is fine but I think people brands whoever is using is not unique anymore because it's on template based even you're just like moving a like element from right side to left side does not mean that your uh, design is unique and that is what I mentioned about the logotypes as well all logotypes are in the same color the same typography and the same shape and you have a feeling that you have seen it somewhere before the same is with Conway it is great it's a great tool if you need to present something very fast if you need to create something fast and you don't have the skills of, of uh, designer skills but at the same time uh, it makes design uh, very camouflaged, I would say. Your design or who is creating design camouflaged because everything is the same. People are like thousands of people are using the same template. That is only one um, 
a problem with me and I'm teaching uh, young designers um, and yes so they also are, are using those templates which uh, is against my belief because if you are learning design you need to create uh, design from scratch and to even the it's simple presentation template you need to do from scratch to express your creativity uh, in such a simple um, media as PowerPoint. So that is my 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 view on the Canva. Yeah, I'm I'm agreeing with you. You start to spot the templates from miles off. You know, you're scrolling through Instagram. You go, oh, Canva, Canva, Canva. It somehow, I understand why designers use it. Like you say, it's fast or brands, but somehow it can lo lose that uniqueness. Fuck Canva, you're doing a great job. Thank you. <laughs> Canva um, is very great. The, who is creating the templates are, are amazing designers, but it also becomes more challenging for the designers to shock or uh, make surprise for the client because clients have seen also Canva, right? Everyone is educated now most like in, in design in a certain way just through the Canva, through those like Pinterest, all the social media channels uh, and tools that we have now. They are, all are great. But for the, the graphic designer, it's a harder and harder to uh, surprise client with something new. Uh, and mm. this is challenging for sure. That's a good way of looking at it. So my final question is, um, uh, this podcast, as I said before, is for people, entrepreneurs who really want to change society, do some good for society using fashion. So from a visual communication perspective, what's your advice? What should they do to create some sort of impact? Like you say, surprise people. Um, I think I, I would um, recommend not to follow what everyone is doing. That's number one. Mm. And I believe that is a, always what I faced uh, working with clients because they are saying, oh, we want to see the same as like this. Or we want to be like uh, that and showing the picture. It's already put me as a designer in a trap because they already have a vision in their mind what they want to see and I am what I am just executing what in their mind but that is not good but you need to give uh, freedom to designer and trust designer mm -hmm. even if the idea uh, is for you sounds a little bit crazy or you're not comfortable it's out of your comfort zone but maybe designer is giving you a good um, choice to shock not only you but also your user and you will stand out so I think my message is trust designer uh, with uh, what they are putting on a table and be more open-minded to go out of your comfort zone because they who which brands are winners usually who are a little bit different and uh, yes client is scared to go to that direction it can be a uh, winner or it can be disaster yeah this strategy but if uh, the, the user the people like the completely different approach to uh, brand um, what brands usually putting out it can be a very successful story 
uh, like for example if we will think about uh, Nike which is all the time giving very aggressive very dynamic a message and suddenly they are coming in with very romantic one it can be good strategy because it shocks the user and uh, I remember uh, that uh, like poster or that uh, commercial just because it's completely different as I have seen it before so don't be afraid to be different I know I, I'm that's what I'm facing all the time oh no it's too much Oh no, uh, we cannot do it. Uh, it's it's too bright for us. But why not try? Because everything now is with trial. Like the uh, information out there is so much that user is consuming constantly, constantly, constantly. That's why also we need to. I I would say the strategy for the media now is to turn hot water, cold water, cold water, uh, cold water. And yes, they they classical approach would be be consistent with your style with your message and so on but i think it does not work anymore um that's my personal um point of view okay so push yourself out of your comfort zone and trust your designer that's really great advice yana thank you so much for your time today i learned a lot from you and i hope our listeners did too thank you anissa for having me it was my pleasure and it was very interesting conversation Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.